Well, it's that time of year again, folks. Christmas is coming, the geese are getting fat. Won't you please pull some lipstick from the old man's hat? Uh, yeah, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> and it's not really fair to do this to people. But this this is the, the topic of the year, certainly, as we end the year. And so... Um, I want to introduce you to a to an advertisement uh, from from uh, J and B Scotch, although it's the Spanish uh, distributor, I guess, of of J and B Scotch. And like all good Scotch commercials, it appeals to the manly virtues of you know hard driving cowboys who, at the end of a long day of roping cows on the range, you know, and fighting off Indians with pistols and stuff, you come home and and, and relax with a nice Scotch. I. It's a crazy long commercial. It's three minutes. And I really thought I would find a way to cut this down. But I, I don't think you can get the full effect unless you get subjected to the entire three minutes. The nice thing about the Internet is if you want to skip ahead during this show, you can. But here's how um, here's how the latest Christmas ad for J&B Scotch in Spain uh, unrolled.
Okay, so guys, my, my very first thought is anybody in Spain who used to drink J&B scotch will no longer ever touch this stuff ever again. That's my first thought, right? Is is once again, it's like the Gillette ad, right? Where it's like, we need to stop being such toxic men. You know, we need to stop beating up women. You know, it should, you know, Gillette is the razor for, for the, for the, for the soy generation. And it's like, what, what are you doing? Are you insane? It's, I mean, it's worse than the Gillette ad bill because people will think that drinking J&B scotch makes that happen to them. <laughs> well, but seriously, That's I mean, right. it's, it's, it's also, it's a similar, it's a similar to the NFL and the NBA and all that woke stuff, right? It's like, you know who your audience is, you know who your audience is. And, and, and so the thing I'm actually interested in is where, what's driving the pressure for a company to produce an ad like that. And by the way, I suspect that that ad would probably go over better in America than it will in Spain, if I had to guess. Yeah. Um, so clearly, and, and with, you know, we can pull Disney into the mix and their whole, you know, we're going to have trans characters dominate and, and queer characters dominate. It, it makes you wonder what what is driving this. And I have a theory which I'll get to in a minute. But Steve, you got any insight into oh, this? I mean, man. you're a Scotch drinker. Did that make you want to go out and buy some J&B? Uh, yeah. Hang on. Um, and, li- and, and, and then lipstick up? I've, I've got a <laughs> bottle of Scotch right here. And I got to tell you, we're taping this at 1243 in the morning. And if I still had a Scotch glass here on my desk somewhere, like I did a couple of days ago, I'd be pouring myself one right now. By the time we get to the end of this segment. I kind of want to have that ad end with like this This com- this commercial brought to you by Jack Daniels, yeah. right? I mean, that, that's yeah. really what you want. Uh, I might be drinking straight from this bottle before we get to the end of the segment. We'll We'll see how it plays out. Uh, I know Vodka Punnett is the name of my blog, but that's because it worked as a blog name. I've always been more of a scotch drinker. And when I was trying to come up with a blog name, I wanted something that was newsy, but uh, a little silly. And I was thinking, well, okay, I could do something alcohol themed. Scotch Punnett, I'm a scotch drinker. But that, that sounded either stuffy or about Scotland. It didn't really... Oh, you had to do it in a yeah. You had to do it like um, like groundskeeper Willie, right? right? The it, whole it, thing it, you know? that didn't work. Um, and and I came up with vodka punnet, which sounded a lot like insta punnet, which was going to be the, awesome. the format I was going to follow. So it, yeah, that's awesome. that's how that happened. Um, there is a, uh, I mean, there, there are a lot of whiskeys out there from a lot of countries and a lot of states, but there is a mystique that surrounds Scotch. Uh, I think part of it is because Scotland is such a rugged, manly part of the world. Um, and uh, part of it is the fact that because of these all these different little microclimates you get in mountainous areas, I know, I live in one, um, you have a variety and a complexity in Scotch that you don't necessarily find in whiskeys from from other places. And I'm not putting down. Can I add one? Can I add yeah, one yeah, thing yeah. to that? Because you, you, I think one of the things also here's me lecturing Steve about about alcohol. <laughs> but but I think I think one of the reasons that Scotch is is a different drink than everybody is because Scotch is the only one of the of the hard liquors I can think of that you are expected to just sit there and drink straight, right? Nobody just sits there and drinks a cup of vodka no. or, you know, it's almost all of those other things are, are mixed drinks. But, but you you know, you sit there in a scotch, a fireplace, you got your Chaucer in one hand, you got your Fez on your hat, you know, you got your, yes. you got your, your satin, uh, your satin evening uh, robe yeah, on. Scott. 
<laughs> yeah, your ascot, right? exactly. Yeah, your exactly. Um, but there doesn't have to be anything stuffy about <laughs> scotch either. That my particular or my current uh, favorite daily one, this Jura ten year old. It's not expensive. It's about forty bucks a bottle. It's a steal. It's the best thing going. It, it's a manly drink, it, it, right? That's it, that's the worldwide. That's the yes. worldwide opinion of scotches. That's what and, men drink. And about that mystique. Uh, I kind of started drinking scotch by accident when I was 25, 26 years old. My grandmother was coming to visit from St. Louis, so I bought a bottle of scotch. I had no idea what I was doing, so I just bought Chevis because I recognized the label from when I was a kid. She comes to Colorado. She can't handle the elevation. She doesn't drink anything. Uh, so I start drinking the scotch, and I go, oh, my. <laughs> oh, oh, I like this. Um, and they say it's an acquired taste. I acquired it the first time I tasted the stuff. And about a year later, uh, David Mamet, the the playwright, uh, screenwriter, movie director, one of my favorite writers of, of the 20th or 21st century, wrote an article for, I think it was Playboy, about scotch. And in the intro to this article, the, the opening of this article, he talks about uh, – Watching old movies when he was a little kid, you know, movies from the 30s and 40s, and alcohol had this uh, this mystique, this romanticism about it that when he started drinking as a teenager, he never understood. He was, you know, drinking screwdrivers or whatever. But the moment he had his first sip of scotch, he finally understood what they were selling in all of those old movies. It all mm. came together for him in his in his first sip of scotch. And I related to that so much because something similar had happened to me. I grew up on old movies. I, I totally understood where he was going with that. That. To take that mystique, that thing that goes back for a couple of centuries now, and to just blow it out of the water on a three-minute ad selling your mental illness of the year uh, uh, fad <sighs> heads at whatever J&B Spanish division is called have got to roll, but I doubt they will. And and the grandfather in this, you know, is like he's portrayed as such a normal guy, right? He's not flamboyant. He's not singing show tunes, you know. And at the end of this thing, at the end of this thing, I almost thought this tagline was going to come up and it was going to say, live the lie, you know, and 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 it's 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 actually it's it's what's the word I'm looking for? It's disturbing. It's a disturbing thing to see. Right. And and. I don't know about you. I, I, my dad was a Canadian club drinker, which I occasionally would swish in my mouth on his instructions because of <laughs> toothache, which oh, yeah. numbed the pain yeah. for a good 40 seconds. Uh, but first time I ever had single malt scotch, I was probably in my 40s. And I suddenly realized, oh, so that's what it's all about. Yeah. So my first reaction to single malt scotch was, my God, this is absolutely fantastic. My second reaction is, I got to run to the drugstore and get some mascara right now. <laughs> um, and 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 J and, and, so, and Sephora. So, so why, why? Do you, I mean, do you have any? Do you have a take on this, Scott? Because it's not just it's not just scotch. It's not just them. It's it's. It's a, it is a full court press in the culture now. A, a couple of things. When I first started watching the commercial um, and, and grandpa reaches for the handbag and sees the shiny, uh, you know, lipstick container and pulls that out, I thought she shouldn't leave him alone when he's this far advanced <laughs> in Alzheimer's. Um, you know, he's, just, he's gotten into her purse and, he's just, and he was like a child. You know, he pulls out the lipstick and he starts putting it on like he was a three-year-old who saw had seen mommy doing yeah. something and now he was going to do it. You know, so that was kind of weird. At first, I thought 
I literally thought this guy's lost his marbles. So I didn't know where they were going with it. Um, the other thing I, I think is that the, the advertisers here are clearly trying to take an old man product and make it more palatable for a younger generation. And like so many companies do these days, uh, they think they can do that by kind of making a, a, a virtuous political statement uh, where they're oh. going to connect. Not that everybody in this generation is is transgender, but it's seen as a badge of honor if you're accepting and embracing of that of that kind of uh, situation. And so they're and if you're selling soy milk, this would be a fine idea. Well, no, see, these are these are young people making these ads for young people, and yeah. uh, and uh -huh. if it's not young people making these ads, it's old people making ads for what they think young people will want to see. In reality, you know, it's old. It's yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I was? It's uh, young when people I was convincing little, old uh, people that this is what you need to do. When I was little, maybe my uh, my grandparents, they were both Scotch drinkers, would uh, uh, send me back to the living room to to grab their drink off the or back to the dining room to grab their drink off the table and bring it to them in the dining room if they, or the living room if they'd forgotten it. And I could always tell which glass was whose because my grandmother's had the lipstick on it. Well, yeah. <clears throat> now it gets confusing. But anyway, I think I think there's a there's an angling for a, a, a younger demographic here, and it's probably you're you're probably right. It's done by older guys who think that's how you connect. Now, in reality, there are a bunch of young guys who are in that core J and B scotch drinking, you know, hearty man kind of market that they're ignoring now. In fact, they've decided to just flip them off and and be gone with them because they're trying to go for something else they're they're going for the applause of you know at the Clio awards they're going that's to right. to try to get the that's it. you know their that's their it. fellows in Hollywood yeah. to acknowledge them for what they really are which is incredible storytellers who could have written a blockbuster movie but decided to concentrate that down into 3 minutes of this little virtue signal um and i i think it also um it, there are a couple of other things at play here. They want to say, you know, this obviously this is in a sense they're saying this is not your grandpa's scotch. But instead of saying it's not your grandpa's scotch and throwing grandpa overboard, they decide to bring grandpa on board. <laughs> they decide to, to bring him into the, the new generation. Um, I, I think their core market, I mean, people who are troubled like this probably drink more than average. I'm not saying everybody who drinks is troubled. I'm just saying if you're troubled, you may drink more than average. And um, and then finally, I think maybe when you get the family gathering together and you know that Andy, who's now Anna, is going to come in in lipstick and his cute little page boy haircut, um, I think maybe you need a few drams to be able to get through that dinner. See, here's the thing too, right? It's a long commercial, and yeah. and for most of it, you think, okay, so Grandpa's going to come out, and 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 he's going to get accepted, and and the, the the people who are defending this kind of stuff says it's not grooming, it's it's, it's a, that's a slur, that's a slander against us. Well, you got a scene there where the old man is putting the makeup on this young kid, right? It, and 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 it's the young kid who is the one who comes out for the transformation. And all of a sudden, without any warning whatsoever, you got this traditional Spanish family sitting down for a traditional Spanish Christmas, and Grandpa comes out, and here's presumably his grandson made up as a girl, and the mom starts tearing up. Everybody starts tearing up when, in reality, she would grab the broom and start screaming "Madre de Dios," you know. <laughs> and start just you know she'd have an absolute meltdown and 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 that those shots of 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 this old man putting the makeup on this young man i i don't consider that to be an accident that's really creepy. and yeah it yeah. is really creepy 
And and the stuff that's being shown to our kids here in America is really creepy. It's so creepy that that you sometimes sometimes forces external forces can force people who are not only not natural allies but have often been at each other's throats into an alliance. Just you wake up one day, it's like oh, oh hey, we're seeing more and more and more. Um, gay people coming out against this kind of thing, yep. and now especially we're see- we're seeing women who are saying, "So you, look, you know, I'm I'm not a chest feeder. I'm not a person who I'm not a birthing person. You know, I'm a woman." And the pushback is getting stronger and stronger and stronger. I personally feel that the that the fundamental psychological driver behind this whole movement is that the the progressives have to. Make people agree that if you believe something is true, then it is automatically true. It's transmogrification. It's just like the second you say you're a woman, you are a woman. That's what they say. Well, the moment of honesty, and, Bill, in this was the ending yeah. where they had the title on the screen. And I just got a glimpse at it. But in Spanish, it said uh, something about the magic of Christmas. And I'm like, that's right. This is magical thinking. This is thinking that if you put a little lipstick on, all of a sudden, you know, it is you're a different person um, or you're the true embodiment of the one you always were on the inside. Like it's it's a fantasy. Um, and the family in this picture comes around and says, yes, we would like to support you in your delusion. Now, I think it's one thing to say we love our kids no matter what they do. Absolutely. But it's a different thing to say, yes, we would like to be part of your little fantasy world that is harmful to you personally and mentally. And uh, and now we're going to enable it. Yeah. And there's right at the end, there's the, there's a multi, the, the ultimate scr- cringe moment is right at the end where, uh, where uh, the young uh, transformed uh, boy child, uh, girl child now, sits down and he looks across the table to grandpa and grandpa's got his little scotch. It's almost like a little moment, you know, like we'll be doing more of this in the future, yeah. you know, and, and, and I, 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 I see this stuff and I'm, I'm just rendered speechless by it one of the i've been watching a lot of uh, uh videos of, of guys reviewing tiktoks and stuff and 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 the the theme that i keep hitting keep hearing from sane people sane people is look your your life is your life i, I have no desire to tell you how to live your life adults consenting adults do whatever you want to do it's that's fine but, and 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 furthermore because I'm a decent guy, I'm more than willing to call you by, you know, if you if my Aunt Bob becomes my Aunt Betty, then I'll say, hi, Aunt Betty, how are you? This is this is the general theme of the of of the of where it seems like the sent the, the same people are. But you have just taken this way too far. You know, if you ask me to be nice and 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 use your pronouns, okay, but that's not what it's not what the, they're not stopping there. They're not stopping at we would like you to help us. You would like we would like you to play along with this with this fantasy. What they're really saying is, you will believe that this fantasy is true. You will believe that if you say you are a woman, you are a woman. A Supreme Court justice, a sitting Supreme Court justice, was asked if she could define what a woman is, and she said, "I'm not a biologist." Right? That's that's where we are now. When you are ta- when you take really, if you think about it, it's almost impossible. I can't think of an example of of a clearer division 
of humans than than your sex, right? I, it, 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 there's there's no barrier greater than that in terms of crossing because skin color is just relatively simple melatonin increase, right? You're talking about completely different biologies, and and the insistence that you believe that this is real, and and you don't just get to be nice and polite about it. You have to not only accept it as real, you have to celebrate it as real. This is connected to a much larger philosophy, and it is the philosophy of magical thinking, that if you believe something is true, then it's true. If you believe that you're being oppressed, it's being oppressed. It creates legions of victims among people who might not otherwise be victims. And and I know this is strange because this is not, I had not heard this until, until yesterday or the day before. But among the many byproducts of this, if you take it to its conclusion and you start doing bottom surgery, is it renders those people sterile for life. And I, and I figured this out when I heard uh, Rachel Levine talking about transitioning and, and Rachel Levine saying, well, I transitioned over 10 years and I'm sure if I'd been a, a kid today, uh, you know, I would have done it much sooner. But I'm actually kind of glad that I did it uh, when I did because otherwise I wouldn't have my children. The children that you fathered, you mean? Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I will say, Bill, one one final thing. When you um, when you get done shaving your loins with a Gillette razor, uh, the J&B Scotch makes a great aftershave. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll just, I recommend that to all the viewers who like that commercial. I was going to add something more, but I can't top what Scott just did, so I'm going to shut up. I never thought I would say that I never thought the words would come out of my mouth uh but but here they are. You want me to drink scotch straight up? What kind of a pussy do you think I am? 